Warning, we are about to spoil Star vs. the Forces of Evil, Season 2, Part 2, or should I just say like the second half of Season 2? I, th- I think it's well, I say just keep going with this. I think All it's right. funny. Alright, um, if you have... Nope, hold on. Um, you better not leave this whole thing in. You better not. Oh, you, <laughs> you fucking better mistaken. not. Oh, God. Because, like, if they haven't seen the show and plan on watching it, they should leave now and come back later. But if they have seen it or just don't care, then they should stick around and listen to the episode. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, I have taken the tone of Star vs. the Force of Evil Season 2 and turned it into a physical thing. Let us see how it evolves. As of now, it is a fluffy cloud. Let us go to the next episode and... <laughs> Oh my! Hello everybody and welcome to Cinema Roulette. We hope y'all are doing fantastic tonight. God knows I am. We both are, presumably at least. I don't know about Justin who is actually sitting right over there. I'm not saying over here. I'm like a, a state away from you. Well, technically two states, but I mean, <laughs> may as well be <laughs> like yeah. on the far side of Ohio. But yeah, um, so th- I don't know how long this is going to be because we the last few two star ones ended up being pretty long because there was just a lot to cover. So, well, OK, to be fair, one was the entire season yeah. of star season. one. True. So as Justin just said, this is the second half of star versus the forces of evil season two i said no such thing well it's a good thing we went silent to prove that you totally said a such thing I said no such thing. Uh-huh. Uh, sure. So, anyway. Uh... Motherfucker, I'm editing this episode. I can put in whatever I want. <laughs> God damn it. Okay. Um, wow. So, where do we even begin with this fucking show? Like, <laughs> Okay. You, I, I'd like to just point out. You know how we said last episode that you should have watched by now because it's available on most podcast apps and on YouTube? Uh, <laughs> how we were like... We're not 100% sure if the show will have enough in the next half. We hope it does. It, it did. It, it just did. It did. I had a feeling. It, it, it did. It's true. It, it just fucking... There was a lot. God damn. A lot happens. Yeah. And they do kind of sprinkle in the plot stories and just have regular filler episodes. Um, But we will get to that. So um, I say we just go right yeah. into the synopsis. Well, talk about that tom does not come back i'd like to say that because sadly we, no. i was like oh tom might come back for the rest of the season. he doesn't except yeah. for a cameo if you're paying attention but besides yeah. point everyone's favorite boylicious demon does not come back <laughs> so we're back right after episode 14 star is out for blood <laughs> like she just goes around beating up monsters wherever she thinks ludo may be trying to get the book back she does eventually have to contact her parents because Ludo is just gone. And she does try... She actually does get in contact with Glosseric due to the spy spell. Huh? I didn't say anything. 
Oh, it was the echo again. I hate this thing. Uh, I still wonder how the fuck that echo happens since you have headphones on. Yeah, I have no idea the technical thing know-how behind that. That's just a weird glitch. Anyway, uh, she uses her spy spell that she used last time to see Marco and Jackie on their date. Sees Glossrick, almost breaks reality and reaches through to grab him. But he says, no, I'm with the book, and this might be best for you, because he's a dick. <laughs> Star finally admits to her parents what happened, and they basically say, oh, that's fine. Because, <laughs> yep, totally fine. Nothing's wrong. Everything's fine. Spoiler alert, everything was not fine. <laughs> everything's not fine. After losing the book, Star gets an evaluation. This is kind of a one-off, but it's also pl somewhat plot-centric. Mm -hmm. Basically, this little little magic kitten comes in and is like, I'm going to... Time to see how your training has come along. <laughs> Star's train has not been going well. I think the kitten's name is Baby? Yes, the yeah. kitten's name is Baby. And originally star fails but she because all she needed to do was be able to magically move an apple across the room into baby's hand but she finally does do it because you know it's a kid show of course she has to do it eventually mm -hmm. just happens <laughs> and but it was like she makes an entire tree grow out of the apple and then grow across the room to hand baby a perfect apple which then we find out Star's magic is even more powerful than her mother's and closer to, I forget the name of one, one of the past Star, well, one of the past Butterfly Queens. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I probably should have. Well, yeah, that. you know, because you watched the show. I'm saying but we probably, this is a, I was saying we should probably should have written down their name. I think I did, but I don't remember where. Damn. Later on, Star and Marco get caught by fritz no sorry they get captured by one of the high council of magic that we saw earlier it well in uh the last half of the season and they just call him timeout guy <laughs> he has the ability to freeze people into blocks of ice and he freezes star and marco assuming star is the one who is draining the universe of magic yeah that's back but Star is able to talk her way out of it, so it's fine. We see Ludo is getting taught by Glossaric, and he learns one spell and abuses the hell out of it to the point where even Glossaric's like, and maybe tomorrow you'll learn a second one. <laughs> yeah. Then uh, Ludo's wand talks to him, of course. We don't hear anything. Still really creepy. <laughs> Still really creepy. And... The wand tells him that Glossaric showed Star a part of the book that he is actively avoiding showing Ludo. And Ludo bitches at Glossaric, and Glossaric's like, okay, here you go. And then Toffee's back. And he's like this spirit within the book and talks to Glossaric, and then we end there. Um, let us go on. The queen's name was Eclipsa. Eclipsa. Okay. Which I have had a slight spoiler about her, but besides oh, the point. Dang. <laughs> to again, 
more episodes of just kind of one-off stuff a bit more on marco and jackie's relationship and start trying to get out of the way of it mm-hmm. like she still has feelings for marco but is trying to let him just be happy and then we get an episode where star is going to get her uh, ballad because every queen has one and star doesn't want it because they're always boring same thing over and over again Luckily, Fallout Boy is here to fix that. <laughs> yes. And we're not kidding. The song is actually performed by the lead singer of Fallout Boy. That was really cool. Uh, we also find out a bit about Ludo because Star's mother is trying to find the book and goes to Ludo's parents, who were also a king and queen of like monsters, basically. And we find out Ludo was the runt. He actually took over the castle. He kind of made a name for himself because no one believed in him. Then Star gets her after fighting with the with not Dennis. Dennis was Ludo's little brother. Yeah. I didn't write down the fucking bard's name. I'm calling him Fallout Boy. <laughs> okay. Fallout Boy, uh and Star finally work together to make a new type of ballad. It is fucking bitching. Honestly, it's really fucking good. Like, I, I, I knew it was kind of going to be more rocking, but holy hot damn. You mix harp and electric guitar? Mwah, rad perfect. as fuck. And he literally has a harp guitar, which is just cool as shit. <laughs> yeah, because it's like a guitar with little arms stretching off. Oh, it's cool. To make the, for where the harp strings are, it's great. <laughs> but, um... The song goes on a bit long because Star admits that the king and queen have been lying to the people and that uh, the book and Glossrick are gone. (laughs) And then there's a second, a third part of the song where Fallout Boy talks about how Star totally has a crush on Marco. And that was not done by Star. That was just him taking creative liberties. Yeah, that so. makes things awkward fast. Yeah. So we cut to, I think it's a week later, and it's the end of the school year. Okay, it is the last episode of the season, so it's like, they're <laughs> going to go away for a while. The show is also, it's uh, complicated uh, humor. It's okay if you don't get it. Uh, <laughs> everything is awful. Uh. Star and Marco are in an awkward state where it's really hard to talk to one another because of everything revealed. Star tries to uh, Star tries to cope with this by oh, what was his name? Shit. Who? Guitar guy. Oscar? Not f- Oscar, thank you. Yep. She he goes with her girlfriends to a different party cuz everyone's having an end of the school year party. And tries to kind of forget about Marco, and it somewhat works. Actually, it doesn't. Not, not. But we'll not, get not. to that. Because <laughs> we see um, the. I said it earlier. I have it written. The Magic Council, including Star's mother, attack Ludo's base. Mm-hmm. And Star's mother even has a heart to heart with Ludo. Yeah, like they just straight about... up assault his home base. Like, just straight up. <laughs> They do, but then they actually do try to be diplomatic about it. Yeah. And she's Dip- winning him over, kind of, honestly. <laughs> yeah, talking about how his younger brother Dennis misses him. How 
how this how this can be over easily and then ludo admits glossaric is gone the book is gone he no longer he blacked out after looking at the pages glossaric showed him and has no idea where they are this is also technically a lie because we cut back we're cutting in between star and marco by focus on star and marco part so when we come back the main magic council who isn't the queen walk in and the queen is dead on the floor yep her eyes just yawn are literally black and toffee starts talking turns out toffee took over ludo's body and now has basically all if not more power than star starts trying to suck the magic from literally everyone in the magic council a goat man who is basically the white mage of the group yeah he's the he is basically (laughs) is trying quickly to revive everyone revives the queen with his last bit of energy and dies and they are forced to run away as toffee in ludo's body says he is going to come for star back at the party star tries to make things right with marco being like, it's okay if you like Jackie. I have Oscar. I keep mixing up with Otis, the fucking possum. <laughs> I have Oscar. It's fine. She heads to her room. Her mother is there. And her mother says, you have to come back to Muni. There's no debate. And Star tries to fight. Tries to fight this. Tries to spend time with Marco and stay on Earth. But once she's told Toffee is back, she understands, which is actually really nice, especially after watching The Strain. Uh, (laughs) Oh, you thought we're near the 100th episode and I'm not still bitter? You're fucking wrong. You thought the bitterness and how angry you were was completely gone by now? No. 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 That wasted our time Um, and just sucked us dry. Just no. Oh, my God. Anyway, uh, she goes to admit one last thing to Marco. That she does love him. That even though she tried to admit that something she found someone else, she can't. But also she knows she it won't work out. Mm-hmm. And then she leaves. Like literally, the part of her the her room disappears, any magic stuff within the house is gone and put back to normal. And the show ends with the credits the credits literally just staring at the house from the outside in dead silence. It's a pretty big slap in the fucking face. Like I love it when credits do that. Like if there's like a different song or just silence during the credit, you know that like, Oh no (laughs) shit just got real. (laughs) That was just a stab in the heart. Like, holy shit. Yeah, and by the way, she's like, you know, I, I have to admit I love you before I go, but I'm probably never going to see you again. Okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> That's Star Season 2, plot-wise, at least. Like, this whole season just was fucking fantastic. Like, Season one, okay, you know, good introdu- great introduction to the tone and just the wackiness of it and the general characters. But then season two just took things in such a different direction with the main plot and just decided to just go on full, like, you know, 
we're not pulling any punches in season two. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, we're not making this easy on you. Disney's letting us do whatever the fuck we want. Yeah, the reins are off. Like they they pulled the medical metaphorical trigger in a sense. Um, we made a comparison to another series, but I don't want to spoil that one. <clears throat> and yeah, like just again, what they did with Ludo and how they just are tying everything together now, it blows my mind, and it it's just emotionally heavy. Like it's starting to get I, really intense when the healer like died and turned to dust i honestly dropped my pen and just my jaw <laughs> hit the floor i was like oh we are going here yeah we've killed somebody like and there are other ones like that were like you know jokey deaths in the series real quick like people did die and we commented on holy shit people actually died but here this is like not even played for laughs this is a dead serious you've used the last of your power you're dead like pl played, Dust. played completely straight. I was just like, oh my God. Yeah. Cause it was mentioned in the episode. Cause the guy from the, um, the, the what they call him? The, the corner guy or something. Timeout guy, a timeout guy. Cause timeout guy was kind of Goatman's assistant. He was the only one that could understand what he was saying. And like, they set up that he was old in that episode. Cause like, he was like, oh, you can't come down here. He'll let me like carry you down. Cause he's all old and shit. And, yeah, he just straight up dies trying to save everybody. And the crazy thing is, Star's mom and everyone else, they were also dead. They would have all died had it not been for Goatman. <laughs> yeah, they were dead for a good couple of seconds. Yeah, before Goatman finally used his magic and Helihood them. But it just... It, dark, first of all, it just, it, it just really exemplified you know, how powerful the Ludo... Uh, toffee combo is because like he literally like possessed his body and then like his arm grew over the wand and now the wand or now the crystals embedded in his hand yeah and that fight was fucking rad as shit if i'm being honest <laughs> it was that was really well choreographed honestly it was fast it was cool it was like something out of a fucking anime it was great <laughs> It just, it just, I, I just boggles my mind how fast the show got like super intense, like bam. Yeah. I, I kind of want to mention this as a problem up front though. Yeah. I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. You can talk about that. Yeah. This is just a slight, like this isn't, oh, this knocks off a star or two. It's just, yeah, a star or two, a... the but there is a problem with the show where a lot of the time, all the interesting stuff happens in the last five minutes of the episode, it feels like. And I'm fine with buildup and all that. You know, you have to have a story arc or whatever. But it all happens so much at the end. It's like, why not pace this out a bit better? Yeah. Like, I Because, like, all the important stuff I mentioned in the last episode, that is the last ten minutes of the show. Yeah. That big whole fight of them storming the castle and Goat Castle and Goatman dying and the whole thing with Star and, Marco uh, and that's Star the... Marco uh <laughs> I don't know if that's breaking up. Get it's weird. <laughs> yeah, because they're never really thing to begin with. I am not sure. But <laughs> Yeah, it's just like, I feel like they were trying to like hold back a little bit. Like, we're going to give you a taste of it. And then season three, we're going to go all out. But it's like, you could have given us a little more than that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Or again, just spread it out a bit in the episode. Yeah, just the amount of genuine shock moments we got from this series is crazy. You know, this was aimed at what, 13 year olds? Younger. 
And the amount of times that our jaws kind of dropped from the heaviness and the violence was is insane to me. Like this is a kids show. <laughs> I, I we probably yeah. we probably want to save that whole rant for later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we have a t- something on the topic wheel talking yes, about that. So, but yeah, in a nutshell, someday. in a nutshell, it's just like some kids shows just do this these heavy feelings so much better than adult media. So. <laughs> oh, there's a lot like fucking say comparing adult media to kid shows yeah and that's why it's a whole nother topic because we could go on about that for a whole episode length (laughs) um and it's just it's so good i i just i i'm just kind of baffled and kind of a little speechless at where the show went so fast like i understand this happening in like the second to last or last season but they're just like hitting us with a bunch of shit right off the bat (laughs) I guess Gravity Falls was doing well. Dizzy was just like, hey, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. It's like, okay. Because it's like, well, Gravity... You, and the thing is, you know, Gravity Falls build-up, I think, was paced way better than this show's, definitely. It was... It, Gravity Falls felt like it knew its ending yes. started. Yeah, because... Um, just the way they paced the story stuff and all that. It's bullshit how long you had to wait, but it didn't feel not earned. Like, here, just the biggest problem is, again, all this stuff just kind of happens in the last 10 minutes, which is cool. Like, the reveal of Ludo from last episode as, like, the clown person, that was really fucking cool. And that just was a great, just a great moment in general. But, like, with more of these later episodes, I felt like they could have given us more. Absolutely. Yeah. Or, um, the main episode I would point to is the date episode where star tries to let marco go yeah because that episode i don't know if it's the weakest but it felt off for like 90 percent of it something about the paint either the pace or the dialogue it just felt wrong oh it was absolutely a mixture of the two the pace and the dialogue because it just happened so fast like hey marco i did this for you oh by the way we've got tickets to the concert oh by the way jackie's coming along oh by the way this oh by the way that and by the way, we have matching tees and it just kind of all happens at once because what I think happened, and it's just a complete theory, is that they had that whole concert scene in mind and because that was beautifully done and that was actually really emotional and gorgeously animated and all that. I feel like they had the ending in mind, but they didn't know how to get to the ending. So they kind of just threw it in there. Yeah, that, you know, what? that sounds basically, that's the best way to describe it at least. Yeah. Because the ending scene was great, just everything before that was just like, oh, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening, okay, we're there at the concert. <laughs> yep, we're here now. And Because I thought it was going to go for a message of, like, being too much, or that you do need to give people space. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't it. It was more about how Star needed to let Marco go type deal. Yeah, like she was, tr- which, she was trying. Which someone's going to say that's that's the exact same thing. It's different. Shut up. Because <laughs> that's, yeah. It... I was about to say something, but I lost it. Um, so. <laughs> uh, sorry. You're fine. <laughs> and, it, yeah, that's it. It was more about, like, Star, like, you know, tr- coming to terms with the fact that she does have feelings. And because she, leading up in the final conversation, she's like, you know, I tried to ignore it. And act like it was fine and act like those feelings weren't there, but they are. Yeah. Something else that that just kind of shocked me was like the psychological attention, the detail that they go through with a lot of these characters that kind of blew me away. (laughs) 
Yeah, honestly, I'm also just generally surprised that they're they did from a star's perspective because usually in kid shows it's about a guy who is stuck between two girls type deal or trying to get with a girl who's their friend. Mm-hmm. But in this one, it is star who who is the because it can happen to anyone it's not just like oh that's a guy thing or a girl thing no it can happen to anyone at this point yeah it is interesting that this was about um a girl yeah it it happened to a guy a guy with two girls having feelings for him and like we said mentioned we talked a little bit after the episode and it's like you know not a lot of kids shows or well not a lot of shows in general do this let alone kid shows is going that like you know throughout life you might have feelings for someone but they might just not be there and that's just how it's going to be yeah it might just be a one-way relationship in a sense yeah like you can still be friends but no they won't have the same amount of feelings you have for them yeah and that was just like insane that they went there with that and like barely any media covers that um and i'm I, I applaud the show for doing it that well, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I'll give them massive credit for that. That was that's really well done mm-hmm. here. <clears throat> and again, it's like they go into like why the characters are doing this and why they're feeling that way. Like I love with Ludo how they're like, oh, yeah, he was the runt of the litter. And so his parents like tried to show him tough love to try and make him stronger. And it ended up having this adverse effect and driving him crazy. Also, like, almost like that's not a good idea to do that. It's almost like tough love is a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. Anyway, honestly, <laughs> I agree. It's like there are situations where you need to be real, but not that. <laughs> like fuck. Yeah. Um. And to just, I, I was, I, I still to this day am very creeped out by the one episode where timeout guy, uh, the reveal of what happened there. He just froze everybody. I just. They, they were mostly bad guys. I know they were, but it was just, it was like a serial killer. I was like, in an adult show, this guy would be a serial killer because he's going around just feeling everybody and he like wants attention from the big man. And he's just like, oh, well, I froze all these people because my gut told me to. I was just like, uh. he knew he, knew. he had, he had feeling. Yep. <laughs> it was just very creepy. feelings. Don't care about the facts. Uh, it's just, uh. <laughs> I don't know, that just really unnerved me. Um, and I know we'll get to it eventually, but the one fucking uh, otter episode, possum episode, Jesus Christ. Uh, that was so fucking dark. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, what else do we have to say about the main plot? I'm pretty sure there's an, one other thing, yeah? A couple of things? I don't know, man. There's. A, it was just such a fucking roller coaster of emotions, honestly. Yeah. It's so well done. And I, man, I honestly can't wait for season three because apparently that gets more serialized, which is exciting. I am so down for that. I am really excited for that. Um, I, I guess that's a negative thing too, at least with this last half, mm because the first half of the season that, that had fine pacing mixing with, uh, one-offs. Yeah. But here it feels like, okay, the universe is about to end and run out of magic ludo and glossrick are missing but hey here's an episode about gen ice cream yeah and we kid you not that's literally the episode in the second half of the first episode like right after all this heavy shit star is writing stuff down in her journal she's like writing her own spells and then one off episode 
yeah, commercial break, and then um, uh, Marco fights uh, Hecapoo. Hecapoo. Yep, I think. Hecapoo. Yeah, Hecapoo, which was one of the Magic Council people. Yep. Which was also kind of funny because Marco became hot. And yeah, it was one of those things where like it's a uh, different like dimension or whatnot. So time is all fucky wucky in there. It's way different than Earth time. And like she because uh, he's trying to get scissors back because it turns out that uh, Ponyhead, she borrowed the scissors from Hakapu. So they're not actually stars. They're hers. And Marco goes crazy with the scissors and she comes back for vengeance. She's like, these are mine. I'm not giving them back. But um, he can like blow out the flame in her head or something, but she made a bunch of clones of herself. And like, once he does that, the wand will be his. And this literally takes him 16 years or so. Yeah. And he gets like super buffy. Yeah. He makes a fucking unicorn motorcycle, a war corn motorcycle. Yeah, it's rad as fuck. Um, Nacho is the best. <laughs> Nacho. That's what he names yeah. it. <laughs> fucking oh my god and yeah he just becomes hot and stars like oh my gosh Marco, you go back and um she doesn't recognize him because you know he is now a full-grown man and um manly man she's like oh yeah only eight minutes have passed on earth (laughs) (laughs) it's been like 16 fucking years oh my god i'm just saying if star wasn't there the way marco was talking to hakapu they were going to uh, oh my god yes the fucking tension between them oh my god <laughs> honestly badass marco is really cool <laughs> that was cool and they they had like this kind of like spaghetti western moment where the two stars like kind of casually sits down she's like well i guess you know, all you have to do is just blow out the final flame yep that's all i have to do but first i want to say it's been a fun journey <laughs> Uh, anyway main plot i don't know if there's anything else really i don't to know say on just it. it's really well done and surprisingly dark like su- surprisingly heavy emotionally and just uh, yeah that's about all i can say it's just it's just really good and shocking with a what they got away with it and b the issues they tackled <laughs> that's my story yeah, of but- it <laughs> Besides some pacing issues, it's really fucking good and makes yeah. me excited for season two. Which, what's probably going to happen is we're going to spin the short series wheel because we're going to have to do something in between. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be the longest fucking one on there. So that'll be fun. But we're still talking about Star Wars 9 in the episode yet. Yeah. Don't worry, we still have the one-offs. The one-offs, which honestly a lot... Some of them are pretty bad. <laughs> Please put like a bunch of reverb on the one-offs for me. No, <laughs> I refuse. Okay, first off, just the worst one was the one about Jeremy. What the dojo one? Yeah, that one was pretty fucking painful. We focus on Jeremy. He's an eight. Uh, if you don't remember, he's the eight-year-old rich kid who bullies Marco every once in a while. He's yeah. annoying, and there's an entire episode based around him. It's boring <laughs> it's boring it's just not interesting because it's st- and just kind of a negative message really like oh yeah money. i'm doing i'm doing this because of money um but i actually like you don't worry i'm still just doing this completely because of the money yeah he's kind of a piece of shit <laughs> um 
Oh, yeah. That's what I wanted to mention from that episode. That fucking dig at other kids' cartoons. Oh, yeah. Because, um... Okay, the episode is uh, the dojo Marco uh, learns karate at needs to get certified by, like, a master of karate. Yes. And Jerry... And Jeremy is decided to be the one to try and prove the dojo deserves to be certified. And Marco's like, well, he's a piece of shit. I'm way better. So he's trying to prove to the dojo master that he's a better person. And the dojo master finally admits Jeremy won because he has money. And he was just being mean to Marco because that's what friends do. And obviously that's wrong. So. <laughs> and Marco says that's wrong. And then his teacher just says, Oh, I need to stop learning all my life lessons from kids' shows. <laughs> it's like, Oh, I. I mean, Kai just didn't know how to take it. <laughs> the way I'm taking it, because of when the show came out, is probably a dig at stuff like Teen Titans Go, which just is the worst kind of kids show where they don't care what they're showing kids. They're just saying, Oh, well kids will watch anything. And this is entertainment. They don't need to think. Yeah. It's like, it could teach bad lessons. Yep. Kids are impressionable and fucking stupid. <laughs> so don't te don't tell them things. If it's going to make them worse. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so yeah, that's that why that's why shows like Star and Gravity Falls are good because they teach good yeah. fucking lessons in digestible ways for kids. They do. They teach good fucking lessons and aren't a way to. Sh they're they aren't afraid to shy away from heavier stuff because you know kids can handle that. Like they, I, I just hate that when other media treats kids like fucking morons. It's like they, no, they are smart. They can handle this. Help them to learn. Yeah, it's just so fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what other one-offs did we like? Um, <laughs> uh, or are there any other bad ones? I should say there weren't really any bad ones. The rest of them are just kind of fun. like the time loop one is fun. That one is yeah, where um she's trying to do a problem, but she gets stuck in a fucking time loop. Um, it turns out like she's like jumping universes like it's star. That's who she is, by the way. Sorry, I did the thing again. Uh, yeah, you did. But like she's jumping back and forth between parallel dimensions or something like that because. Um, and the reason she's stuck in the time loop is because all of her alternate selves already solved the problem and she's the only one who hasn't solved the problem. So if she doesn't solve the problem, her timeline and the whole world will just fall apart because <laughs> of, you know, uh, continuity error or some shit. So <laughs> there needs to be constants and variables. And if you don't have the constant, you're fucked. Exactly. Also in that episode, there's the, uh, the, the big callback episode of like, the bounce lounge and just seeing yeah. all the characters called back again and a bunch of jokes kind of rehashed. Yeah. It was fun. A little lazy, but fun. <laughs> I wouldn't call it lazy. It was just fine. Yeah. I, I really love the joke because the two like friends hadn't been there the whole season. It's like, Oh yeah. And you guys who we haven't seen all school year and they kind of just raise their hands behind the crowd. No, that it. was Odit. That was in the Otis episode. Oh, that was the Otis episode. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> that was funny. That is a great joke, though, because <laughs> at the end of uh, uh, the Otis episode, which is Star destroyed the statue of school mascot and then has to kind of cheer everyone up afterwards because it literally causes the entire school to go into a horrible depression. <laughs> it's, it's 
that episode is so dark and so fucking hilarious. Like it's just out there with a lot of its humor. Yeah. <laughs> like one of the fucking, I, I used one of the jokes for the opening of last episode, which you should go watch because it's available on all podcast apps and on YouTube. <laughs> but where it's just uh, the tell, retelling the story of the town and how a man apparently hated possum so much he couldn't love his wife anymore. All he could do was hate possums. <laughs> he was like, I-, I can't love you because I'm just filled entirely with hate for the possums. <laughs> for the possums. Or uh, the janitor shouts, the end is near. And a kid who's just lying on the ground depressed goes, hooray. <laughs> Uh, and like just everyone it's it's creepy it's like it's like it's a cult or something like that they're like oh gosh the statue of otis and blah 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 like there's this like i i don't know what the fuck was that was all about that was really weird <laughs> but yeah uh star makes everything better by telling everyone they're better than a possum <laughs> and points to and talks about marco's two friends who were in last season and how even though they haven't talked all school year they are still better than possums and literally you just see their hands behind a crowd you don't even see them just two hands raised go down that's it (laughs) i don't know what happened there i'm sure there's a story to that but and i also fucking love the uh the line where because marco's in the locker and just how star delivers it she's like oh my gosh marco's a locker (laughs) good I also love the little details of that episode because yeah. after the statue's destroyed, you can see a bunch of little posters around <laughs> the school of like "We miss you" or or uh, Otis seventeen ninety two to to now. It's just, stupid. some really funny, yeah, like the, just the attention to. Oh, I was gonna say words, and then I couldn't. I realized they put now, so that way the show is technically timeless. Oh, you just realized that? Nice. <laughs> I didn't even think about it. I yeah. thought it was just a funny way to do it, but yeah, yeah that makes well, sense. Well, it is funny, but now there's even more to the joke. <laughs> now there's reason. Yes. Mm. <laughs> Those sexy, sexy reasons. Um, I I just, again, how bonkers it was. I love that one. Um, what other one? Yeah, that there? episode was so weird. It just, it was consistently funny. Yeah, and I, I think that was part of the thing that made it hilarious is just how fucking bonkers it got i was like it's just so over the top that it's funny (laughs) bedonkers yeah (laughs) huge bedonkers uh the only other one-off really worth mentioning is uh where miss heinous comes back yeah that happens And she technic because apparently, okay, we do finally get an answer. I I think we brought this up last episode. Yeah. But throughout the season, Marco has had $650 on him at all times. Yeah, specifically throughout the season. He's like, oh, it's 650. I think it's first brought up in the troll hot dog episode where he's like, oh, well, that'll be $650. It's like, oh, I happen to have $650 right here. And there's a couple of moments where he is able to pay with $650. Like the wallet, I think, was $650. (laughs) Yeah. He had the exact change every time. And it's because after um, 
taking overthrowing uh, Miss Heinous's school, he became kind of this icon for princesses and had action figures and was paid royalties. <laughs> yeah, it, I, I, because throughout the whole season they had this running joke of him having specifically six hundred and fifty dollars, and I just kept wondering the fuck is that about? That's just random as fuck. And he's like, oh yeah, I can send six hundred and fifty dollars every month in the mail or something like that. And I was like, oh my god, you bastards! <laughs> That's the joke. <laughs> That was the buildup. Oh, that's great. <laughs> but Miss Heinous gets revenge by forcing Marco... Well, first threatening to kill Marco, but his parents say, could you not? How about just an apology? <laughs> and that Marco has to... He is forced to say that what he did was wrong on tape. But, you know, he says it with complete sarcasm, so everyone knows he is being held hostage and isn't telling the truth. And Miss Heinous is so stupid that just just goes, or either that or she's just so, you know, such a stone-cold bitch that she doesn't get sarcasm. And the butler's like, well, I have a few notes. She's like, it's perfect. (laughs) And then they they leave threatening that they're still saying that they're going to get back at him but they don't show up for the rest of the season so we'll deal with that next time yep the line i did find really funny is um where they're like marco started an entire revolution and uh, like we didn't even know i don't know whether they'd be proud or mad of him (laughs) (laughs) something like that chair is so squeaky it is i apologize i don't know what's up with that Why'd you apologize? It's my chair. Oh, I thought you're because my chair's squeaking too. I thought you're talking about my chair. Oh, okay. We're just squeaking together. We're it's squeak. fine. Squeak. Um. Yeah, it, we still don't know where the fuck Glosser went. Oh yeah, so Glosser could totally be dead because he's just gone now. I don't think he's dead. I'm pretty sure IMDb says he's in there for all four seasons. I'm pretty sure. He can. Well, yeah, he's back, but it's like he's missing now along with the book yep and the pages are just so he might just be absorbed into tudo yeah yeah (laughs) that's what we'll call him tudo that's actually pretty good all right so we'll see and ludo has become just this giant powerful being that's pretty much equal strength to the queen well even more powerful because we saw her earlier in the season have like basically goddess powers and she took out toffee but uh in the past yep but she was taken down in like two shots. Easy. Yeah, she was basically she's basically a demigod. And the, I really love one more little thing, the build up to it, because we saw her demigod powers in full in the uh, uh, King of the Hill episode. Um, uh-huh. But she goes to spy on Ludo um, because um, Dennis takes her there. And um, she goes for Hourglass and she's like, we have to go now. And like you point out the fact that she's basically a demigod and is scared of that is not good (laughs) yeah she was scared of ludo just having the wand yeah like just him having that was just she was terrified (laughs) now we know why (laughs) jesus christ um yeah i think that's it we're just really excited for season three and cannot praise the good aspects of this season enough they definitely outweigh the bad and i highly recommend Oh yeah, any natives we really mentioned, they are completely yeah. just tossed away, tossed aside by how fucking good it is. The rest of the show yeah. is. I'd say it's still a solid what nine out of ten. <laughs> What'd you say? I'd say it's still a solid what nine out of ten. 
nine, eight out of ten yeah. between there, or at least because it, it kind of did. It, it kind of blew our expectations out of the water. It was really good. So, <laughs> um, is it finally time? It might be finally time. Give me a sec. It's been so long since. It has. It's been a while since we got to actually do this. And now it's time <gasps> to spin the short series wheel. Yeah! As, uh, in case you're new here, because we, I just like saying this, I guess. <laughs> uh, between seasons of longer shows, aka four seasons, or actually three seasons or longer, we do a short series, either one season or two seasons. Most this is mostly for anime. We mostly cover animes. Mostly, yeah. Let's just be honest. Uh, we have seven shows left on this short series wheel, and then we'll get a new one. Yep. But uh, now it is time <gasps> to spin. spin. The cape. Ooh, awesome! Hell yes! <laughs> or as I will call it, Beta Daredevil. I, I, it was, it was a mix of Beta Daredevil and it was basically Batman, like because the the Dark Knight trilogy was super popular at the time, so they wanted to do that on television. I mean, Daredevil is just basically poor Batman. He is. I'm just saying, like they, <laughs> they clearly heavily modeled him after Batman. So <laughs> what makes you say that? Yeah. Is it the black cowl or all the brooding? Bo- uh, both, most likely. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, if you don't know about the cape, you can get the DVD for super cheap before yeah. we cover it. It's so, and, and we, me and Justin both watched it when it originally aired, but we have not seen it since. So yeah, and I was thirteen at the time yeah. when it aired. So yeah. I, I was a little older, so I think I remember it a little better than you did. But it's still like I remember scenes and moments and like a bit of the plot, but not much. So I remember really liking it. I remember having a lot of fun. So we'll see if it holds up. Yeah, um, but this will be a while because we have next episode is the final thoughts on wheel two. Then we have the hundredth episode. I'm excited. And then we're going to have whatever movies after Desperado because we haven't actually recorded that episode yet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then it will be the cape. So, yeah, look forward to that. And yes, we mean dirt cheap. You can get it's like you can get new for eight dollars on Amazon. Yeah, honestly, if you are real, I think it's also on uh, ABC as a streaming service yeah. type deal. Yep, I think that it was ABC. It's on. It is on a streaming service as well. Yeah. I forget which. No, you I, have think, Google, I think I, I believe. think Flash Forward was on ABC. Oh yeah, it was probably Flash Forward. Because we both own but, the DVD, so we're just gonna watch it that way. <laughs> yeah, but I'm telling I'm telling the kind folks at home that if they wish to watch it. It is on yeah. what it is on a streaming service. You have Google, I believe in. Yes, we we've given you the, the what you need to find out. Now go find it, my dudes. It's out there, waiting for you. Anyway, uh, I'm just going to hard end the episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Cinema Roulette. If you want to interact with the show more, you can follow us on Twitter, at Roulette Cinema. If you wish to follow our hosts, Justin is at JK Pancake on Twitter, and Cameron is at Cameron Picks Inc. 
on Twitter. If you wish to watch a video version of the podcast, it can be found on the YouTube channel, CamCam. Thanks again to Teller's Place for making the base art for all of our thumbnails. And if you enjoyed the show, please remember to subscribe or rate on whatever podcast app you use. 